better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, bloods are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to And welcome to episode 280 of Bloods R Us. Um, again, you know, schedules are a bit hectic, life is a bit hectic, um, work has been kicking my ass a lot more than I expected it to, but it yep. is what it is. We it are is here. what it is, but we're going to aim to be more regular. Yep. Nana just needs to sort out his schedule. Fam, I, I need, my schedule's probably, probably going to be the same in a bit. I need a month off and a million pounds. Like, like, <laughs> like, like literally, that's what I need right now. Um, but you know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to chat to Martin and talk about movies and TV shows and yeah. other stuff of the like. Um, same, same, same. But I'm not even gonna lie to you, yeah. Like my life has been taken over by Monopoly Go, and like I, this game has got to be one of the most addictive games listen, I've ever played. Listen, you know what, yeah. First and foremost, I think I don't think we should even be shouting out this game because we're not getting sponsors. <laughs> we're not getting sponsors, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? But this game is addictive as fuck, yeah. All right, like, listen. If it wasn't for Michael, yeah, we like how how many hours would we have claimed back? Do you know what I mean of our lives? Like I'm, I'm on my commute. I play this game. I'm on the toilet. I play this game. <laughs> I'm at work. I'm playing this game. You know. Do you know what? I even clock. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I even clocked my manager. He doesn't even listen to the podcast. I even clocked my manager one time playing it. And I'm like, ha! Huh, I see. <laughs> Everybody but needs to be playing. Do you know, everyone. Like, and, and they've just started a new album sticker, so the, the hunt for stickers is gonna be peak again. Oh, like, it is. It is. Like I said, I, I've created. I've created a WhatsApp group with us, my car. A couple of guys in the Blurs community, um, mm-hmm. Rodimus as well, and like we're going to be hopefully all helping each other get stickers. Like that's how much this game has like taken over. Like we're yeah, not, Stevie, we're not, Stevie's been crying about it. <laughs> we're not ramp- like I completed, I completed once in it. I wanna, I wanna this time run complete at least two, if not three times. And we've got ninety days. Let's mm. make it happen. Let's work together and sort it out. But yeah, yeah. man, if anyone yeah. else wants to join the WhatsApp group, anyone else is playing Monopoly Go, shout us and we'll make that happen. But this game, it, do you know what? Yeah, it's such a simple game, yeah? It is, it but is. it's so addictive. Bruv, do you know what? Yeah, it's like, you know how you play certain games, right? And they've got that um, element of... Um, for lack of a better word, it's gambling. Essentially, you know when you... Um, um, get enough uh, stars and you open up your vaults and they get more cards that like you expect to have that that one gold card you need to complete mm. the game like um, like I don't know like you know when you do a like a, a, like, uh, a pack in FIFA or something like that yeah. and you're just waiting to get that one player that you need yeah, for your, for your ultimate team it's basically like that mm-hmm. but 
there's i mean obviously as with all as with most mobile games now there is the incentive to uh to spend real money we are not spending any money nope. I, I refuse to spend money on any game uh and uh, so what's what i'm looking for in in-game purchases i yeah, refuse to do yeah, it yeah. so uh yeah if you are playing the game let us know come join our come join our team and our team our whatsapp and yeah let's let's make it happen we, we shall definitely be uh be competing or not competing but helping each other to get our roles to get these 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 stickers to complete the albums and stuff and let's just have fun doing it yeah no again like I, i'm looking forward to because again we jumped on the, the last stickers one with like maybe like 30 days to go in it mm. and the fact that we're going to be on this next one from the very beginning like we should do it we've got 91 days like if we if we don't do it yeah then I, i'm gonna be so upset Nice. Bro, do, do you know just funny as well? The fact that the 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 Facebook group is just jokes. You get me here. You see people posting um, about people who are scamming them or stuff like that. Basically, yeah. um, someone agrees to a trade, and even though one person gives them their cards, the other person does return a favor, give cards. It's just funny to see because people take this and then block them. Like you block <laughs> block them so they can't cuss you out. Like what? Nah, like, actually jokes, man. Absolutely, yeah, fucking it's hilarious. hilarious. It's hilarious. Oh man, I can't believe this. This game is must be like the number one trending game right now. Like in all it has mobile to be. games, like, it has to amount. be. The the creators must be so happy. Like Monopoly is is Monopoly Hasbro. Monopoly is Hasbro, yeah. So I th- it used to be belong to. Uh, I think the story was that this woman created Monopoly or a version of Monopoly, and Hasbro took it on and just made it, made it even bigger. Um, but yeah, it's this Hasbro. Yeah, Hasbro. <laughs> Hasbro, are, Hasbro do a lot. Oh, happy, bruv. They are. Oh, they're making millions. Like they're making so much money. It's actually ridiculous. <laughs> Like absolutely stupid money, man. But yeah, 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 um, yeah, fully is, fully is. That, that is our Monopoly Go talk. Um, thank you for those that have stayed with us through that little tirade. Um, you are joined by your hosts Nana and Martin uh, here at Blurs or Us. We try to be a weekly podcast where we review movies, um, TV shows, and stuff on Netflix. Um, pretty much anything of a pop culture in nature. We do try and obviously watch stuff of a black nature because we are black men. In a sense, the name blurs are us. Um, yeah, indeed. We also have a unique rating system. We call it the chicken rating system. If, if if we think something is absolutely dead, not worth your time, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken. There's a half chicken, then a three piece, and there's the creme de la creme. It's a whole chicken. And then, yeah. So we're going to talk about some of the things that we've been up to this week or watch this week, given our mm-hmm. ratings, give us our reviews and let you know whether we think it's worth your time. Um, I'm going to go first and I'm going to start off with uh, Team uh, Super Team 4, which I finally finished. Um, I said this in the uh, WhatsApp group that like, you know, I'm generally the one that's like, ah, I'm not the biggest fan of diversity and and stuff like that, yeah. But like some of the stuff that I've been watching recently on Netflix, yeah, I, I I applaud them for how diverse it is, isn't it? 
And that's it. You know what I think it is? I think it's when it feels natural, that's when you can appreciate the yeah. diversity yeah, stuff yeah, because those, those, I, I'd say just diversity walked, is good. Hold on, my girls just walked in the room and was just like, what do you mean you don't like diversity? And like, <laughs> again, if you listen to the podcast, you would know what I mean about diversity. I'm like a diversity advocate. No, no. So it, it's when it's like forced and not, and not in a sense, not necessary. So like with certain shows, yeah, where like, they're forcing black characters where it's not natural. I'm generally not the biggest fan. But like the reason why I'm eating crow right now is that, especially on Netflix, there's a mm. lot of stuff for black kids and it's showing like black love and it's showing black animation. Like, so one of the things that we're gonna talk about a little bit later. So you don't uh, like tokenism. I don't like tokenism. Yeah, there, there we go. go. There we go. I don't like I don't like tokenism. Yeah. But when it's done right. And again, but this is the thing, yeah. Who am I to say if it's right or not? Do you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm only giving my opinion. What I think mm. is right might not be someone. What someone else think is right? Because what was that Disney show that they didn't pick up? Because they was like, oh, they didn't like the the um the homoerotic. Um, oh, that was that was the show we we reviewed um last time. Yeah, um, and, and Disney didn't pick yeah. up because it was like gay and stuff. But like, is it is it N- N- Nimona? That's the is one. That Nimona. And I felt like that's how you do it. Like, I thought that was a great representation of, like, the LGBTQ community. I thought they did it really well. So the fact that Disney turned that one down was quite shocking, in my opinion, because, you know, that we gave that a whole chicken. And, you yep. know, we banter about the LGBTQ community, but we both really enjoyed that show. So... Uh, just, just funny, though. So they make... They make um what's his name um gay and uh highly suggested it in uh beauty and the beast yes was it, uh, uh, gaston. gaston gaston's uh uh right hand man was it i want to say but I, I can't remember his name but it's funny how they do that fair enough it was just it was a throwaway thing right at the end right but then they shy away from uh from this you're gonna piss off people piss off people anyway <laughs> just do it do you know what i mean that people are either gonna love it or gonna hate it, regardless, Le- it is what it is. LeFou, I'll say his name was LeFou, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, so Super Team 4, I finally finished it. Um, it's a, it's a free piece, I'm really looking for season two. Um, it's something that if I had kids, I would love to sit down and watch it with my kids because I think I really appreciate it. I like the fact that, like. The, the, the like the girls' hairstyles changed when they transformed. Like it had a a Sailor Moon vibe to it a bit, um, which is okay. really good. What do you mean you banter about the LGBTQ plus thing? I banter about it. We banter. Oh my days! You know what? Yeah, they'll listen to the podcast. Get, 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 get your wife a mic. <laughs> Tell her to sit down, roll up, put some headphones, and let's have a conversation. I don't even have a <laughs> another mic slot for her to sit down and for us to um, get involved like that. Just be just like looking at you like, what are you talking about? This oh, this is funny. Um, but yeah, no, like I like the way there was like a Sailor Moon transformation. I like the way that um, you know, the it showed the the young girls being smart and you know, actually, it was very relatable. It was just really cool, and I like to see it. You know, and again, it felt it like gave me a little bit of joy to see you know, black animators, black voice casting. And it, it was just really cool to see. And obviously, mm-hmm. I might as well talk about it now. My Dad, the Bounty Hunter season two, yeah? I, oh, give, that, that I give that a whole chicken, man. I really enjoyed that. I like seeing the mom as a central character because we didn't really get much of her um, from no. season one. 
No, and she only became interested towards the end because um, in the season one, we didn't realize that she was uh, an alien until right at the end, exactly. um, which which obviously made her an interesting character because now it's not just um, a mom that's you know like the typical I say a stereotypical black mom who um, is sort of you know like like. It also encourages her kids to do well, very supportive of this, that, and the other. But when she's when she needs to be tough, she's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it was nice to see that you know she has her own past. She's going through her own things. Um, you know the fact that her alien race was very similar to uh, like we said it ourselves. That was very similar to Black Panther in terms mm-hmm. of how um, they have this mystical like or that they can uh, they can sort of attune their, for- yeah. their, their life forces to mm-hmm. and it gives them like special abilities and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, all that very similar to Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, with obviously Black Panther's equivalent being the being Vibranium. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you also had sort of like African accents there as well. So it, just, it was just a nod to Black Panther, I think. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I think um, season two as a whole was, just, was, was good because this time, um, uh, the dad wasn't there. Also, a bit of a spoiler. The dad wasn't there because he'd been kidnapped. So the journey was about the kids and the mom mm-hmm. trying to get, uh, trying to find uh, their dad uh, and husband. Um, so the mom was obviously taking replacing the role of the dad, and it was it was fun. It was such a fun watch, um, especially because the kids were well, you know, but obviously after the first adventure being in the space as well, just being able to know who to talk to where to go, how to fix things and stuff like that. I mean, character development was, was 10 out of 10 for me. And if there's a season three, I know it's only going to get better. Yeah, no. They, they, they teased the season three at the end, didn't it? So I, I hope we get it. I don't know if, if we mentioned this um, for season one. There was mm-hmm. a viral animated short that was done by an NFL player and... Um, you know some other producers and one of the producers that worked on hair love is uh one of the main producers for my dad the bounty house so i thought that was pretty cool um you know we didn't mention it last time so yeah no it's, it's really good because that's that that short was was good in a sense of i mean showing you know the texture of black black hair obviously of course it was, it was just a specific black hair but just showing the different textures they see in black hair um if you've had um recent films like um uh Oh, I can't the name escaped me, but it's about the jazz, the, the jazz musician who's a teacher. Um, it's, it's a Disney film, mm. and oh, seeing um, the representation of that. Oh, soul. soul, soul, thank you, soul, yeah. and seeing that the hair in that and everything like that. It's it was very interesting to see. It was very good to see. It was nice to see, and even in in this um, show, my dad, the bounty hunter, you can see the different textured hairs that that people have. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's well animated as well. Well animated, good story, good character development. Um, it's something that even if I had kids, and mm. I, I know, I know, I have my, my nephews and nieces that are yeah. there, so it's one that I'm sure they're watching already. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, are you mm. still there? Because I thought oh, was that was a natural pause. That was a natural pause. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, hold on, what's going on? Um, all right, so yeah, my again, we're we're we're, we're kind of catching up real quick, but I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Laz Alonso who plays Mother's Milk in um not the boys. Yeah, in the in the boys. Yeah, it's the boys. It's the boys. boys. I think his voice acting as Terry is just re- is just really well done. Um and 
it's just so good, man. I, I, I like that mm. it, it sounds like he's having fun. The whole cast seems to enjoy being around each other. The kids remind me of like modern day kids, isn't it? And obviously you would expect that mm. since like this is generally quite a modern day show. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to see how they like, what, I, I don't know if that's the right word. Exp, exp, like how they um bring in this next threat and how they resolve mm. it because obviously you now basically got the Wakanda aliens <laughs> on Earth <laughs> and then you've got you know Terry and you've got is it Grab Grab Luck the 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 bounty hunter yeah. for the first one and, and his little minions like obviously they're now fucked with the corporation twice how is the corporation going to retaliate like I'm, I'm really looking forward to see like where they go from there in it man like it's it's just it deserves any recommendations and praise that's been getting. And yeah. I hope if they do um, do a season three, like the quality is just as good as season one and two. And then, um, you know, the, the, the blobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the producers, yeah. Patrick Hairpin, he voiced that character. All right. Cool. So that, that, cool. that was pretty cool. Um, Do you know what? I also I also like the fact that they brought him back because he was one of the original bounties in in season one. He was the first episode, bounty before yeah, season episode one. Actually. One, and we never yeah. saw him again. No, we didn't. And so the fact that he's come <laughs> and he's played a, he played a, a, quite a significant role as well. Mm. Um, I thought that was good, and you know, he he only grew to like him more as as the season went. So and who he, knows? Maybe they'll bring an, another bounty. And he became he became part of the family as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was pretty cool, man. I, I quite enjoyed that. Um, all right, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I forgot what this one's called. Is it the the ooze? Wait, 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 wait. Is this the animated one or is Sorry. this the yeah the, the one live the, action one? The, no, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Mutant Mayhem. That came oh, out. Mutant Mayhem. Do you know what? I didn't watch this one, but oh, go ahead and talk you, about you, it. I, okay. I haven't. I really, I haven't. Do you know what? It flashed in my head for a moment. I was like, oh, there's a new one. Then I got sidetracked with mm-hmm. the new um, uh, Warner Bros, the, the latest um, Justice League film that came out recently as well. And even that, I've only seen about half an hour of it. So, what, 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 new, yeah. Justice League, what new Justice League movie? Oh, so it's an animated film. So what's, I, I really like the animated uh, Justice League films. So this one came out recently. What's it called? Cause um, I'm, I'm going to add it to the list for next week. Oh, something. Do you know what? I'll, I'll let you know at the end of the, uh, let me, let uh, towards me, the end. Let me know towards the end and I want to I wanna add it to the list. Because yeah, um, right. I didn't realize that there was a new DC uh, movie that had come out. Yeah, DC animated. I have to stress it's animated because the animated ones are, are like yeah, yeah, the animated so much ones fun. are good, and then the live actions are a bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: uh, Mutant Mayhem. Um, this one was written by Seth Rogen um, as one of the like lead writers on this one. Uh, this one we get the turtles actually getting voiced by actual teenagers. Um, uh-huh. Which is, I, I guess, for some people, it was, a, it was a good change to have them voiced by like younger characters. Um, mm-hmm. I I liked the movie. Um, I wasn't as like perturbed about as much as I thought we would be the change of April O'Neil. Um, they did change like a little bit of her backstory in terms of like she was more like this high school um, 
radio announcer that you know got nervous and then um yeah you know a little bit different of her back character um they also didn't give mikey mikey wasn't as dude surfer bro as i would have expected they kind of had another character which i believe was voiced by paul rudd and they mm-hmm. kind of had a him yeah it was voiced by paul rudd the mondo gecko he was a lot more surfer bro do you know what i mean um yeah ice cube voiced superfly jackie chan was um splinter which was which was nice do you know what i mean like when they did some of the fight scenes with splinter they had him fight like jackie chan does that make sense like you know yeah, yeah. Style of like oh I don't want to hurt you and like using his environment to like roll they kind of did that with Splinter and I thought like that quite fair and I quite like that oh um, that's pretty cool then Ice Cube as the villain's voice here was sick like he did a sick job with that and I, I thought that was really who was cool. the main who was the main villain was the it wasn't Shredder was it no the main villain was um, a, a character called Superfly but they did tease Superfly they did tease Shredder at the end alright yeah so Again, I'm like I, I've hoped this one has made enough money for a sequel. Um, I think I would have liked a little bit more action. Um, yeah. That's what I remember, but it was good. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a, it was a good, fun, you know, kids movie. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you're gonna enjoy it. If you're a new, I say a new kid, but like if you're a young kid and you just take, you're taking them to see like a cartoon. They'll enjoy it as well for what it is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I would say that you should try and find some time and check this one out. Oh, uh, do you know I have to because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, I've I've seen almost every iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles except the one they that they showed recently on Nickelodeon. Um. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I've watched it since you know, since young with the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, with the original um, um, intro. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in the Half Shell, Turtle Power, Turtle Power, yeah, uh, yeah. So it was that one. There was the one that they updated. That was what they used to show on. Um, I think it was Fox Kids that then became JetX. Um, but that one was also cool. Um, it had a bit more. It was a bit more um, uh, mature, let's mm. say, mature um, than the previous one. But it was such. It was so so good. That's probably my favorite uh, iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I think that with shows like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, for example, like they could stand the test of time. Do you know what I mean? Because the reason why we liked it in the first place was because they were teenagers, but they had such. Like they were, they were they were cool because they did they had like they were they were ninjas they had the 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 bow staffs um Raphael had his uh, his rai um Leonardo his his katanas um I think I know see Mikey with his nunchucks but I think they were so cool they all had different personalities mm-hmm. um so I think I think some things like that will just will stand the test of time I mean if people have seen Power Rangers or people like you know just you just just you know kids fighting fighting you know like on mass on mass bad guys i think you know it's i think it's just it fits right up the alley so it, like i said it'll stand the test of time teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah yeah no definitely um all right i'm gonna almost let you take a little bit of a lead now and let's talk about ahsoka 
on Disney Plus episodes one, two, and three. Um, Boy, what, what, what? what <laughs> I would say Ahsoka, or should we say Rebel season five? <laughs> um, yeah, let me know. Let me know what you've 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 thought of the season so far, and um, you know whether you're enjoying it. What you, what you what you want to see, etc. Yeah. So where do I even begin? So first and foremost, um, this feels like a like a return to Star Wars in the sense of having Jedi. The force, um, you know, stories surrounding characters that are, you know, that have have a bit more of a history, especially um, straight after the fall of the Jedi. Um, I, I know I've crapped on the um, the sequel trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some, there's always, I find there's always something missing there in the sequel trilogy, and one of them is having good lightsaber fights mm-hmm. um, with with uh, Ahsoka. You see that Ahsoka is still very much, you know, she hasn't she hasn't missed a step. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even even from Rebels um, to 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 uh, to the show, she hasn't missed a step in in you know being a force sensitive. Um, you know, she's one of those characters that wasn't even in Legends, and um, I think it was Dave Filoni that created that introduced uh, her character to us in the three um, D or CG um, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars. Yeah. and. Since then, her character has gone from being this, you know, very eager, immature, um, um, oh, like inexperienced Padawan to now being, I, I call her a Jedi Master. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, if 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 anything, at least a, at least a Jedi Knight. Yeah. Um, and she's also now become a, a fan favorite. She's yeah, definitely, and it goes to show just how well they've created a character. Mm. And the her character development has been one of the best I've I've, I've seen in Star Wars. Um, even when you watch the last, the final season of Clone Wars, and you see her development, how she, how through Anakin was able to um, um, survive Order sixty six with Rex and the others. Um, seen her in Mandalorian as well, being badass herself, and seen her in this where you know it's predominantly her, and she's yeah, it, it, she's 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 just awesome. She's absolutely awesome. Um, so what I like about this show is that, um, of course, who doesn't like lightsaber fights, the Force, you know, Jedi, Sith, or maybe not specific Jedi for Ahsoka, but just seeing them fight, seeing how Sith are able to just cut through anyone and everyone, just being overpowered, um. I think it's amazing to um, the story because in this story now, we are now trying to see where Ezra Bridger and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn are. Um, the conclusion of the uh, or the end of uh, season four of um, Rebels show that they had basically disappeared somewhere. So this, this all, all of this, all of Ahsoka is probably going to f- um, end up looking for and finding Ezra or Thrawn or both mm-hmm. um, and um, we we will go from there she's obviously made an appearance in Mandalorian so I'm sure along the way she will also meet Luke Skywalker maybe towards the end of, of a season um, and even if Luke makes a cameo appearance I'd be more than happy with that because it just it just solidifies and culminates everything that we've seen from Mandalorian Rebels and what we, we will see in Ahsoka yeah um, there's obviously um, some Sith to, to, to talk about as well. Boy, um, that first episode, yeah, I was like, don't let them in. 
They're clearly not Jedi. Like, <laughs> clearly. I was like, this is, you know I, mean? I was like, this is not going to end well. Like, literally, they're not Jedi. Like, what are yeah. you? Yeah, nah. That was, that was a really cool, interesting scene to, like, get you excited. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I like um, Balan Skull, who's played by Ray Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Um, so Balan is a former Jedi uh, turned Sith. So in the fall of, again, you could tell I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, mm-hmm. so apologies, everyone. <laughs> um, but um, he's a he's a Jedi turned Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, quite There were a few Jedi who turned to the dark side and um, served in some role under um, Chancellor Palpatine. Um, during the fall at the end or, or at the end of fall of the of the Jedi Jedi Order, mm-hmm. um, Balan has his um, apprentice uh, Shin Hati played by Ivana Sakno. Um, I, to, to, with with uh, Ivana Sakno, right? Uh, I saw a meme on I saw a meme somewhere and it said it looks like they cast someone who is like the love child of um, of both. Um, oh, what's the name? The one who plays Scarlet Witch, um, uh, in uh, Elizabeth Olsen, not Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. So, Elizabeth Olsen, so it's like I love Elizabeth Olsen and also uh, Scarlet Johansson. Uh, I kept looking at her and I was like, I can see it, especially, especially how they do her makeup and stuff in uh, in in Ahsoka. I can see it. And listen, like, I can always say it's femme fatale. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, <laughs> you can execute it any time you want. 100%. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think she plays. She plays a fairly good, um, or I say a very good um, Sith apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, with Sith apprentices, they are eager to to please. They they carry out the missions um with with with, with, with uh, like a, a, a singular focus with a singular mindset which is i need to do this and, and only this um disregarding um anyone else around them and she 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 brings that forward um quite nicely um and uh, during the trailers we see that Balin will eventually be fighting Ahsoka and it's it's uh, the, the, uh again a lot of things be referenced to um uh, or back to um, the fall of the Jedi, Anakin Skywalker, because Ahsoka, before her series, actually does fight against um, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. um, and that that was also an emotional um, uh, confrontation. So again, there'll be will be things that she that will be brought up. Um, we see uh, Hera Syndulla, and in episode three, actually, um, this is a bit of a spoiler. We we um, see her son. Who's called Jason? Um, Jason is the as um, well. Jason's father is uh, I think his name is Jared or Jared. It's, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he's again. He was he was the mentor of um, of um, Ezra Bridger in um, Rebels, and okay. um, before he he passed away. Um, so it's very it's, it's so nice to see that you have Jason there um, to sort of carry on his legacy, and who knows, maybe he'll be a force sensitive, and um, he too may take up the mantle of being a Jedi like his father before him. Well, you said, uh, but you said, also, you said that he wants to be a Jedi, in it. He does want to be a Jedi, but also Jason in Legends, in Star Wars Legends, is the name given to Han Solo's son. Um, well, Han Solo and Leia's son, uh, Jason Solo. Um, again, who became a powerful uh, uh, force user, a force wielder. Um, 
<laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool that they added um they they added um um they added that that sort of name to it. We'll see what happens um, with with the character. I'm not expecting much to happen with the character, to be perfectly honest. But all the same, um, it's just a nice nod to to Legends, um, because we all know that Dave Filoni is also a massive uh, Star Wars fan. Um, I, sorry, we I, have. I have a question. Yeah, the white woman that was the counselor in that meeting was she the same one that from? Um, um, Rogue One, not Rogue One. What's the yeah? One? Um, the yeah, I know, I know, I know the one you meant. You, um, was it Episode Eight, Episode Seven, Episode Eight? No. Um, um what's the one of the spy? As Andor, she's the same woman in Andor, right? I think she yes, 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 yes okay. she is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think mean, she is. Yeah, okay. Mon Mon Mothma. Uh, Mon Mothma. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she she's in there. Oh wait, well, I mean yes, that that woman well, she's played by Genevieve O'Reilly. Um so she's yeah, in there. Um you have Iman S um S. Fundy who's play who plays uh Ezra Bridger. Yeah. I think it's a very good casting because he does look exact exactly like uh, Ezra Bridger does. Yeah. Um so again, well well done, well done to the casting there. Um overall I'll give the series um you know a three piece only because I, I'm sure it's great. It's going to build up to something. I'm hoping it builds up to something better. Yeah. But so far, from what I've seen, it's I think it's really good. Um, I'm Nana, do you want to talk about I, the characters that you like and don't like? All right, I'm giving it a three piece yeah, and I know this might be exceptionally petty, yeah. But ep- <laughs> episode one, yeah, it was telegraphed that Sabine was going to survive that lightsaber to the chest. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was. And yeah. I don't like that because literally, I swear, everyone is now getting a lightsaber to the chest, yeah, and surviving. I swear, like back well, in the day, yeah. Well, she got stuff in the abdomen, but back in the day, you're right. You're, I, you're, you're, that's you're what I'm I swear, back in the day, yeah, everyone that got a lightsaber to the chest died in it. And then, like, since, yep. they, since they've brought back Darth Maul, yeah, everyone's just getting a lightsaber to the chest and surviving. And <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, yeah? I don't, we've done it already. We don't need to keep doing it. Like, all right, maybe it, what they should have done, if they wanted to keep her alive, yeah, she should have lost an arm. Mm. And then just as she was about to get killed, Ahsoka should have, like, force pushed that um, Sith Apprentice away. Yeah. And then saved, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, oh, I bet, they, were like they left it on a cliffhanger. I was like, I bet episode two, she's going to be like in the back to tank and just be all rosy dozy. And like literally. Yeah, like, I thought, yeah, in, straight away, straight in, away, I said in, back to tank. In like a week, she was up on her feet again. I was like, nah, you're trolling me. You're trolling. There's, there's, like, I understand <laughs> that they've got alien technology, yeah. But literally, she was sick for like a week. Like, you're taking a piss. So that is literally my only negative point on Ahsoka. Like as yes, long as I'll, 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 go on. as long as they do something epic in some of the further episodes, I will change the rain to a whole chicken. But right now, that just rubbed me in such a, a wrong way watching that. Like it was, it, I didn't like it. It wasn't even like good storytelling. It was so obvious. There was like mm. no shock and surprise and no awe. It was like, oh, she's a main character. We're gonna pretend we're gonna kill her and then she'll be back. Like, like it would have been more boozy if they killed her off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but I think, do you know what? I think it may have rubbed uh, Faz the wrong way because, uh, purely be- only because, I mean, 
I don't know how to be fair unless you've I don't know if people have seen Star Wars Rebels not a lot of people understand all the nuances and context surrounding um, Ahsoka and that's fair to say um, but I think I don't know if her character's popular enough that um, people who have watched Rebels would have you know cared if she passed away mm. right um also, but also to do it to do it being stabbed in the in the abdomen and not and not um survivor right i mean quite god must be rolling around in his in his uh force his force ghost grave do you know what i mean because <laughs> he got stabbed to the, he got stabbed in the stomach one time mm-hmm. and that was it yeah dead um so i think i think sabine rem might be the, the third person to be stabbed in the stomach and survive i mean we've had um well, yeah, the main the main inquisitor from um, Kenobi, the Kenobi series, mm-hmm. he survived his 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 stabbing. Then we have um, the one of the sisters in um, in the same in the same Obi Wan uh, series, the black chick. She too survived her her sta- her stabbing to the abdomen, mm-hmm. and now we have Sabine Wren surviving hers. So, it, uh, of, I mean, of course, you you, you clearly have uh, Darth Darth uh, Maul who survived being chopped in half. Exactly. Um. So yeah, <clears throat> I, I think I think they should have given Qui Gon. They should have done Qui Gon a bit more justice there. But hey ho. Um. Yeah, but they they did telegraph not just Sabine Wren, not just Sabine's um. Uh, you know, survival of being stabbed in the in the abdomen, but also they telegraphed that she was going to do something stupid, and you know, lose lose the map that uh, that Ahsoka had. Um, you can see a mile away. I I hated it. I wished I wish that wasn't the case. I wish it was you know something else had happened that made them lose the lose the maps. But that too was telegraphed. I didn't appreciate that. So I think for episode one, in that specific moment in time, it was a half chicken for me, mm. but. The series, I mean, we move on. Um, the series is doing well for me. When he's three episodes in, but so far I'm enjoying it. So yeah, three piece for me. Um, I am super excited to see how this how this continues because I'm sure we're going to see Captain Rex in there. Um, we're going to we're going to see a few more um, uh, characters from the Clone Wars and 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 Rebels. So I am I am looking forward to that. Ah, and lastly, special mention to David Tennant, who is voicing Hu Yang, the robot. Seriously? Um, so, I don't know if... I, I don't know if he's voice acted Hu Yang before. I've, I, th- I think I remember seeing Hu Yang in an episode of um, um, The Clone Wars, but I can't remember if he was voiced by David Tennant. But I'm liking it. <laughs> I did, I did, I'm liking Hu Yang. I didn't even notice that that was him. No, that's sick. David Tennant yeah. is a character. That's pretty dope. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Yang mentions actually in season, th- sorry, season in episode three, Hu Yang mentions something about um, there's only been a few Mandalorians who have been um, Jedi's who have been force sensitive. Oh. Uh, yeah, become Jedi. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I only know of one Mandalorian, and that person is um, is Pre Vizsla. Who was the original owner of the, um, the dark saber? Yeah, so, yeah. So there's that. Um, but for Mandalorians, you don't need to be born a Mandalore to be called Mandalorian. So, um, it's also possible that maybe they could be referring to Darth Maul because Darth Maul after after inheriting the dark dark saber from um, oh, what's his name? 
oh, his name again. His name escapes me. He was a commander of the Night Watch, um, who who had ownership of the Dark Saber. Um, he bested um, he bested him in combat and and Darth Wolves. He uh, obtained it. Um, but that that that's a bit of a stretch. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Hu Yang meant specifically like Mandalore natives, Mandalorian natives. Um, so we'll see what that's about. <laughs> um, I need to do a bit more digging there. Um, but yeah, um, who knows? Maybe, maybe Sabine may maybe some sort of force sensitive. Um, well, she tried to move the teacup and it didn't do nothing. So she it didn't do anything. No, it's, it's, it's sucking it's, at that, but. The thing is, yeah. yeah, because she's a Mandalorian, she's very adept with weapons. But then, definitely, she's that still got mashed up by the Sith apprentice. So we're we're the, okay. So we're we're bound to probably see a rematch there, yeah. But mm-hmm. like, don't Sith apprentices normally kill their master? What, what wouldn't it be better for us to like see that happen rather than, um, let's say Ahsoka kill um the master and then the Sith take over and the, the apprentice take over. You know, I I wouldn't mind. I can I can I can see. Um, I can also see uh, Shin Hati turn to the light side. You know, um, really. I I really can't because it, it could go either way, right? It could be like Baylor Skull because Baylor Skull is an ex is ex Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. So I can see him getting defeated by Ahsoka. Um, I can see that in a moment of of his weakness, Shin Hati kills him, or whatever the case is. But I can also see Shin Hati being drawn to the light side for for whatever reason, whatever reason I may be explaining in the future. Um, I, I think it's probably because Ahsoka isn't actually a Jedi because she did leave the Jedi uh, temple, um, so she may be able to convince her in a way that. Um, you know, if someone who was a Jedi wouldn't be able to convince her to do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but for Shin, but, but for Shin to kill uh, Balin, um, she has to feel that she's strong enough to do it because the whole point of um, Sith apprentices killing their Sith masters is that they become stronger than them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there'll be a moment in time in this series where we'll see Balin show weakness in front of Shin unless um unless he slips up somewhere um along the way or she gains some sort of power along the way um or purely that uh ahsoka kills balan and leaves a spot open for for shin hati to, to replace him um but yes yeah, well those we're going to have to see mm. yeah so it's, it's again i'm do you know what I feel, and again, I'm probably wrong, um, but I feel like we haven't had anything on Disney Plus for a while. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's been a, again, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm pr- pretty sure I'm wrong, but it feels like there's been a gap since we've had like an MC, MCU show or a Star Wars thing. Because, like, I feel like Andor was ages ago. I did not appreciate Andor at all. I think it was better than the trilogy than than, than the sequel trilogy. So let's just say that. Do you know what, <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Actually, it was better than I that. didn't actually mind Andor. I think what it was, yeah, is like it was such a like slow burn. I couldn't yeah, do the, I couldn't yeah. do the week to week. But once I like it was finished and I could sit down and like binge all the episode, I mm. I enjoyed it more. Do you know what I mean? Like it was it was. It was. It was. It wasn't fantastic, but it was all right. So um, yeah, yeah I take that. Yeah. 
Right, I'll take that. Next up, I want to talk about is Dragon Prince season five. Uh, I'm going to give it a free piece. Um, I think it still suffers from a lot of time having passed. So, like, mm. what I mean by that is like season three was like in 2019, and uh, we didn't get season four to I think like 2022, and then we didn't get season five to like a year later. Like, a lot of time has passed. So, like, the overall story, I'm not remembering everything as if it was, like, you know, every year we got a new season kind of thing. Um, I still like it. I still really enjoy it. And I'll give it a free piece. But, like, I forget sometimes, like, not who's who, yeah, but, like, some of the motivation behind some of the characters, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I hear you. And also, like, there's a lot of different things going on. So you've got, like, um, you've got, like, the fire elves are going through something. And then you've got, you know, Callum and his brother, you know, trying to stop the release of that. I can't remember the name of the villain. Um, Zandor? Um, Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And then... There's just, there's just like a lot going on. Uh, I still enjoy the animation. I don't, I don't think there was as many cool fight scenes compared to previous seasons. I don't think the humor always hit as well as previous seasons. But I still enjoy it, so I, I'll definitely give it a, a free piece. I kind of want them to just finish. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel <laughs> Imagine like you're done. Yeah, I feel like the story's dragging along. Like, can they just like? Like almost like I was like, can they just find the one piece? Like I'm, I feel like, can they just get to the end of the story? Can they like either kill this bad guy or release the bad guy and like let the world end? Like just finish the story. Like it, it started to feel like they it, it's dragging a bit. Mm. Like, and I'm invested in finding out what's go- what's like how is it gonna resolve? Then it like, and the thing is, yeah, I don't think it's all gonna be resolved in season six. I think they might. You know, and I think when they first announced there was like gonna be like three or four more seasons, I was like, Yeah, great, like give me more. But now I'm just like wrap it up. Like <laughs> I just wanna know how the story ends. So um yeah, like you know. But um yeah, you're you're I think a couple of episodes into season um five. Um Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Want- I'm four, I think I'm four seasons in and for the most part I agree with you that um there are about three stories that are going on and um again i'm only i'm only four episodes in but i just want to see it all come together because right now it does it does feel a bit disjointed because you have like i said the wood elves with uh files where they where they are with the humans try to live in harmony but stuff happens along the way you then have the brother of the queen of the of the elves trying to um overthrow trying her. to yeah overthrow her again mm-hmm. stupid ass mm-hmm. um then you have um the prince trying to again stop this um evil elf from escaping his prison and then you have the um the guy who killed the king i can't remember his name like his advisor and his daughter and her daughter's boyfriend also try to find a way to release him um with that with that golem looking creature i'm thinking to myself like yeah the the, the, for me right now is 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 a, is a bit it feels a bit destroying so i understand that it's all going to culminate together but i want to just hurry up and get to that bit where it starts coming together again mm. um because at the moment yes it's fun 
I mean, to be fair, when you read books and things like that as well, I mean, you do see that there are, um, you know, a lot of side um, stories emerging and this, that, and the other. I do see them coming together again, yeah. but I think because it has been a long time since seeing the previous season, um, it's not that I'm getting burnt out, but it's that I'm just losing a bit of interest in what's actually happening. As we're sort of like want to get it done, <laughs> over mm. done with now. Yeah. Um, that's that's my that's my only that's my only uh, takeaway from what I've seen so far. But um, I, I so far I give it I give it a half chicken. Um, oh, half mad. Only, only so far, only so far because I know that the story is going to be uh, building up, and I I want to save the I want to say give an update on that rating once I I finish watching it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you being updated on that. Cause um, all right, I think especially because you're on season four, right? Um, season this is not season five. Oh, so you're on season five. You're on season five. Season five. Season five. Season five. Episode four. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you because that that time skip was a bit weird, where they just randomly just kind of like, you know, they aged up a bit and they didn't really kind of like yeah. explain what they've been doing for the last like four or five years. So yeah, yeah. All right, so I watched this one ages ago and we didn't really talk about it, so I can't actually remember too much about it. Um, and that is they clone Tyrone, which is such a shame because I um asked Who's Next Gaming and um Nerds the podcast to review this because I wanted to see their takes on it. Um, I've got that, I gave it a free piece. Um, I found it funny. Uh, I enjoyed um John Boyega's like different portrayal like he wasn't like his usual i'm john boyega kind of character like it was a very different take if that makes sense yeah yeah um, yeah and then jamie fox as a pimp was funny uh, and then the the social commentary that was displayed in the in the movie was very interesting in terms of like you know using fried chicken to control black people like you know they say that black people can't yeah. use chicken, and then using um, oh, not the hair gel. What's it called? Oh, is it relaxer to like is make, it... make black women more like chilled, and then using the church to like, you know, control um the masses and stuff like that. All yeah. those like little and also using using music as well to do it. Yes, and all those like little hidden messages and the the hidden meanings and or not hidden but like deeper meanings. Um, was really intriguing and like I don't think it was like the best movie in the world by a long shot but I, I enjoyed it and I give it a three piece yeah I had to give it a three piece I do like the social commentary that um, <clears throat> that ran alongside it um, and for the most part I thought like um, I think it followed two things one Oh, I've lost you. The portrayal, oh, the portrayal of black people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sort of pausing as I'm as I'm uh, trying to give my answer. Yeah, right. So I'm trying. So I'm trying to gather my thoughts as, as I'm giving my answer. It's needing to be needs to be pausing. But essentially, it feels like it is a social commentary on not just what you've said, but also underlying the underlying issues um, that we see in black communities. Well, um, I guess. It's, it's it's so nuanced. I have to be careful of how I say things. So, <clears throat> given the history of um, black people in ghettos, this, that, and the other, right? Um, obviously, the circumstances surrounding people in those situations, there's bound to be an increase in crime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's always the case of the poor of the area, 
the less education there is in the area, the less opportunities are in the area, the the more crime prevails, right? And we see um, a bit in there where the person who's responsible for the cloning um, or creating all these clones um, says that, you know, his brother, his little brother died, but he didn't just die um, without feeling any pain. He was, he was, he suffered, was finding it hard to breathe for 15 minutes. And these people that killed him just left him there mm. um, to die rather than even, you know, either putting him out of his misery quickly or even getting him help. So mm. he was just there dying for 15 minutes. And that sort of suffering is what led to him doing what he did with the cloning and this, that, and the other, right? And then on the other hand, you had the white guy, um, again, can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was saying that, um, you know, basically in order to control um, uh, black people, there'd be there to be some sort of peace within America. Mm. They're basically pacifying black people and essentially making them, in inverted commas, white, so that, because yeah. being white is seen as being peaceful, this, that, and the other. Um, so that was that, was that there. Um <clears throat> But no, the story overall was good because I liked how... So the, the film is called They Clone Tyrone, right? Yeah. But it follows John Boyega's... Well, John Boyega's many characters, Fontaine, who sees a clone of himself, basically, and um, sort of goes down the route of trying to figure out who it is that is cloning him. Um, we only see Tyrone right at the end. Yeah. And... Um, this is after the revelation that um, I can't remember what city the, what what city they're in. I don't think they um, ever mentioned what the actual city they was in. Yeah. Okay, but um, in in some part in some part of the US, um, you know, Tyrone they they, they show there's there's a film crew and everything like that. You so there's news reports there everything like that talking about all these people who are who look like they've been cloned, mm. this that and the other, and. Uh, Tyrone sits up, watches, watches it, and everything. Still follows the exact same pattern as Fontaine does, mm-hmm. only in a different in a different part of uh, part of the US. Yeah. Since that with his friends, watches it, um, and then notices that there's a guy there who looks exactly like him. Um, so I thought I, I thought that was that was pretty cool as well because um, the, sh- the the film shows you that this these experiments aren't just isolated to one area; it's actually all over these small pockets. Um, of society within the black community. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 give, I give it a three-piece. I never give nice. it a three-piece. Um, it feels a bit dystopian. Um, yeah. And I do, I do, I do like, I do like films that are, that are a bit dystopian or, or, you know, give nods to, uh, nods to that. Um, I think the, um, the actors were well. Uh, the actors chosen were 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 great for their roles. As you already mentioned, Jamie Fox as Slick Slick Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that maybe be a nod to uh, a pimp day slip back <laughs> mm. uh, from from the Boondocks. Um, John Boyega's Fontaine, but also he played multiple characters. Um, he played Fontaine. He played um, Tyrone. He played um, other 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 clones yeah. as well. Um, you have um, um, James Moses who played uh, I, th- I don't know how to pronounce his name was uh, ADR Addy um, but you had uh, Brian Tyree Henry um, who was also there um, 
Joshua Bikel played, DJ Strangelove. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Myron Kingry was called The Man in Black, where I guess it's a nod to The Men in Black, which is obviously a secret organisation that sort of does things undercover, under wraps and everything like that. So I thought it was cool. Ah, and one last thing before before we move on. Um, uh, so there was one thing that was... That was um, revealed in the film and that was uh fontaine fontaine's mum um fontaine oh, obviously has um yeah. has a memory of his mum that was implanted in him right but actually it turns out that his mum's voice his his mum was nothing but a voice uh, on a pre-recorded or something like that yeah um so basically it shows that his whole life has been engineered to just you know sort of be be the control person in the group of uh, people who've been hypnotized by by these people um socially engineered by these people or whatnot these men in black or for lack of a better word a secret secret group of people um so i thought i thought that was just very cool um it's not it's not original it has been done before but um i do like the the um portrayal of it in in this in this film um and i'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah no no definitely um and uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it already, check out the Clone Tyrant on Netflix. It's, it's definitely worth the while. All right, um, I'm going to go the Meg, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna save Blue Beetle to last. All right, so I was meant to go to the cinema to see the Meg too. I didn't really have much time, um, so I I, I left it quite late. Um, I listened to Nerds the podcast review of the Meg too, and I was like, you know what? Let me check this out at some point. So I found a free afternoon and I watched it. Um, it was fine. I give it a half chicken. Um, but there was a lot of like um, stupid, funny moments in it that made me like enjoy the movie. Like I, I wouldn't go as far as saying like it was like a Sharknado movie, yeah, but it had the elements of like we know this is not like a super serious movie. Like we know we're just kind of like having fun, but like mm-hmm. it was entertainment and laugh. And it, it led me to go back and like the next day watch the first Meg. Um, the first Meg is a little bit better. I'll give the, the first Meg a free piece. Um, like, I don't think any of these movies, yeah. I feel like they're trying to recreate the success of um, the Deep Blue Sea. Um, with Samuel um, Jackson. Oh, with Samuel Jackson. Yeah, Earl Cool J. But like, I think that was like almost like lightning in a bottle, wasn't it? Like, I don't think you're ever gonna get such a a, a fantastic um, shark movie other than like like Jaws, which was one way back in the day. Like, I've, there's been they, there's been many attempts here, and I don't think any of them have succeeded. But again, this was a fun little movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you had like a really good crowd and you know was watching a, bu- a bunch of um friends and that yeah i think you could have a lot of fun with it um there was one character here that literally like he should have died like a hundred times and he just kept on surviving and um he actually made it to the end of the movie i thought i thought they kept on i I was like you know what they keep faking us out that he's surviving yeah that right at the end they're gonna kill him off in like some either some dumb way yeah or he's gonna like sacrifice himself for some like epicness and they never actually did. He actually made it to, to, through the, the whole movie. And again, this is one like if you've got like a cinema pass, I recommend you go check it out. But if not, 
wait for it to come out on streaming and and watch it then. Um, so yeah, so the Meg two, I give it half a kit, and the Meg, the original Meg, I give it a free piece. Um, so I f- want to say last week, um, Hoard Mansion, the twenty twenty three version dropped on. Uh, I was gonna say dropped on Disney Plus. Um, got released to cinema. Um, this one is a remake of I want to say the two thousand and three version with Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah. So this one stars uh, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Danny DeVito. Supposedly, oh Jared Leto was the hat in the box ghost. Okay, I didn't realize that. Uh, Rosario Dawson uh, with Nona Ryder, uh, Chase Dillon, uh, very stacked cast. Yeah. Um. Now. I don't think I ever watched the Eddie Murphy one in 2003. So after I finished watching this one, I watched that one to compare. Um, I've got like half an hour left of the Eddie Murphy one. Um, It's not for me in it. Like I think this is aimed at kids. Like proper, Mm -hmm. it's like a very kiddie like horror movie. I'm not gonna lie though, the 2023 one, there was a couple of jump scares in there that that, that kind of got me. I was like, ooh. This is a little bit scary, you know. Um, but obviously, you know me, I'm a bitch when it comes to horror movies anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> it, doesn't, same it doesn't take much to scare me. Um but yeah, no, I I give them both a half chicken. Um I think the story was done a little bit better in the twenty twenty three version, but like the humor in the Eddie Murphy version was done better. And also right, had more of an interaction with the family and stuff, so you know, mm. but again, I give them both half chickens. Not, you know, the most epic of movies. Again, you know, if you're, you're, you might like if you again if you don't have a cinema pass or, you know, there's there's better things in the cinema right now for you to see, and you can wait for that to come out on Disney Plus. Um, were you able to see Blue Beetle? Uh, no, I haven't been. All right. I'm so not, yeah, I'm not that gonna, sucks. I'm not gonna go into it too much. Um, I was debating to give it a half or three piece. I've only seen it once. Yeah, I'm. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I felt like. All right, so my um, knowledge of Blue Beetle comes from what I've seen of him from Young Justice, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've not read any of his comic books. I don't think I've ever watched any other cartoons or movies or anything like that. He's in, in it. So my knowledge purely comes from Young Justice. And okay. um, I'm pretty sure in Young Justice here, yeah, like the, not the beef here, but like the relationship that he has with his, um, with the, the Scarab here, yeah, they're constantly mm-hmm. fighting each other. Like they don't make up yeah. like, straight away. Like by the end of this movie, they're like best buds and like they're in sync in it. And even even more so, yeah, the scarab yeah is tra- is basically telling um uh Jamie Reyes, yeah, to be peaceful and like not to be violent. I was like, what? what? That doesn't really sync up with what I know of um the character. So mm. that like, you know, you know, made me like, man, not really love it. And like I get they tried to do like the family element like they did in Shazam, yeah, but 
I think maybe maybe it's because I'm not from the Latinx community. Yeah, I didn't love it. I felt it was a bit too much. I was a bit too stupid and a bit too silly sometimes. Like mm. the uncle could just fly a spaceship. Like and again, I know that we've seen in other things. Yeah, where you know people can randomly just do stuff. Yeah, but they're normally yeah. like heroes. They're normally like you know. Again, like Scarlett Johansson being able to shoot a Jatari weapon, yeah? She's like a mm. main character. You don't kind of expect, like, I don't know, like, Bob. I don't even know if it's like a Bob to just, like, kind of just start being a main character kind of thing, innit? Um, some, of the, some of the jokes didn't hit. And considering there was, like, a lot of, like, good press behind this, yeah, I was expecting more. I think the uh, the the guy they got to play um, Blue Bee was a good character. Mm-hmm. I did think like the family itself worked in terms of like you know a, 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 a family that's come over from Mexico like been deported. You've only got like maybe like the mom and the dad. You got an, a random uncle staying with them. You got a grandma staying with them. Like that yeah. aspect of it worked, yeah. But the other aspects didn't. And I, again with the story that they went with yeah they kind of went with another like evil scarab but like man-made and if they were to make a sequel like the next villain would be not be would it not be like the black scarab which they kind of already kind of did in this one and then also yeah i get this is like a, a um you know for the latin x community yeah but then like halfway through like everyone was spanish and everyone was like you know, supporting the good, uh, supporting the main character. I was like, it just felt a bit, bit cheesy and a bit like shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm giving it a half chicken actually. I'm giving it a half chicken. Um. If they had got a better story, I think this is another better movie. Because mm. I, I like the way the suit looked. I like the action. Yeah. I um. I did like the villain until they gave him his own basically uh blue beetle suit and that's when i was just like ah oh, they should have they should have done something else or they shouldn't they shouldn't have given that suit or they shouldn't have um incorporated that storyline it should have been something else do you know what i mean like we should have maybe yeah. got more of the the struggle of um reyes and the blue beetle um vying for power and vying for control do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that's that's how I liked it. Um, it's not doing great in the box office. Um, and again, what's his name? Is it J- James Gunn? James Gunn was yeah, like, James yeah, Gunn. this is this is a good movie. It's gonna be one of the very first movies I'm gonna incorporate into my new DC universe. And I'm just like, oh, if this is where we're starting, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a long battle. It's gonna be a long one. It's gonna be a long one. But yeah, I hear you. Do you know what? So, with me not seeing the the film yet, right? Um, so the thing with um, Blue Beetle is that we've you have two Blue Beetles. You have the original Blue Beetle, um, who didn't have the scarab. Yeah, yeah. And so then later on, you have Jaime Reyes, who is a teen with the with the, with the um, scarab. Yeah, so you then picks up the mantle. Beetle. Yeah, so you do get the uh, background of the Blue Beetle without the Scarab, who's the like um, 
not the heroine, but like um, there's a there's a there's a there's a, a female character who's like she her her mom has no, I think it's like, like her aunt has like taken over the company and is trying to like build like evil robots kind of thing in it, and she's like trying yeah. to find the truth, and her dad is the original Blue Beetle. Right, it's his name. It's his name, Ted Cord. Did they keep that the same yeah, as yeah, so the they kept, uh, comics? Yes, they kept that the same. All right, cool. So, um, so that's it. So Ted Cord basically had, um, uh, so so basically he was just a human in his peak form. Ima- imagine him being like a, like a B version of uh, Batman. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. So that was him. So he had gadgets. He had his costumes. He had um, the beetle gun, which could use to produce um, like flashbangs mm-hmm. and um, uh, concussive uh, blasts. Um, and then you have Jaime Reyes, whose tech is um, is um, obviously alien. Um, I can't remember the name of the alien species. It's like the I'm trying to remember what it was called. It will it will come to me. Um, but yes, um, the technology there with Jaime Reyes was that he, he um, it's not so much that he, he inherits it, it just so happens that a blue beetle or the or the scarab, um, you know, picks him as a host. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's very often, it's, it's often the case that a scarab is trying to, um, in, in, in a sense, sort of like treat everyone as hostile. So the fact that it's not treating everyone as hostile, instead um, trying to stop Jaime from you know from doing dangerous things that's 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 a, a flip of um of what what we've seen it, in both it, it was, uh, it, it was just comics. it was just too quick in it like because basically mm. we're trying to say that oh they've been through a lot so that like they um they've 100 percent synced in it and they're like on yeah. the same wavelength and then basically like um the like uh, the villain's henchman like again spoilers if you haven't seen it yeah like basically causes his dad to die. So because of mm. that, he's flipping out and he's trying to kill the villain. And then the scarab's like, this is not who we are. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it was just too quick in it. It was too quick of a change for the two hours that we got. Mm. Like, All that, right. that they shouldn't have reached like perfect understanding to maybe like the second movie. Like they should have still, mm. they should have maybe like sided with each other sometimes. But they should have still constantly been beefing back and forth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I hate you. I hate you. I do. I do have to watch the. I do have to watch the film to get. Yeah, uh, no, I said to get a better understanding. But for from my knowledge, without watching the film, this is what I already know about the character. Yeah. Um. But you know what? I, I think maybe the reason why it's not doing so well in the box office is because people are just tired of DC. I mean. Yeah. Today, I mean, I, I was going to mention the Flash film, which I finally watched. Um, oh yeah, go on. What did you think of that? I give you, I can. Uh, yeah. So, so before segue into Flash, I just want to say that I think that DC people, I think, more burnt out by um, burnt out by DC than by uh, Marvel, purely because DC have yet to produce. I mean, besides the the Batman uh, trilogy with uh, Christian Bale. Um, and I say arguably the Man of Steel film. Um, they've 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 been struggling to produce good superhero films. Um, so in that sense, I reckon people are just you know, tired of DC, you know, tired of this, that, and the other with it. So now that they've got Blue Beetle being, you know, like 
under James Gunn, which is separate from the other uh, DC films. I, I think people are just tired of it now. <laughs> yeah, that's Wilder's opinion. Um, so going back to uh, the flashing, as we mentioned it, um, I I give it I give it a half chicken. It's it's in between a half chicken and a quarter uh, a quarter piece, a uh, quarter, quarter chicken. Um, reason is that. Let's start off with the with the story. I think the story was decent. Mm-hmm. It wasn't captivated. I would have preferred it if it was similar to the Flash um, paradox, um, where he not only goes into a different um, into a different um, universe, but also there's a lot that's changed in this one. There wasn't too much of a significant change, I don't feel. Mm-hmm. So um, an example being that in a flash paradox, he actually meets Thomas Wayne, who's the father of Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah. Bruce and his mum had died um, in in the shooting rather than rather than Thomas Wayne and, and Martha Wayne. Mm-hmm. So there's that. It would have made it a bit more significant than what we saw where he also met his both his his mum was alive his dad wasn't in prison and then he meets a younger version of himself mm-hmm. um and obviously things have been flipped but again films being films they have to make up for certain things yeah um but i think i've been done better i didn't like how the um the uh, again i didn't like how the um they showed the um Oh, what's it called? The Speed Force, it's in essence. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. They could have done something more imaginative than what they did because it's basically like a coliseum with, you know, various possibilities in it. Yeah. Um, it didn't appear... I mean, I was expecting it to be something like, you know, you're in a tunnel or something, like a Speed Force tunnel, like a wind tunnel. And then as you're running through it, then you see alternate realities and this, that, and the other. You can branch into them, branch out of them, that kind of thing. I would mm. prefer to see like that instead, but no, it was a Colosseum. Um, and then they showed us a character um, who I first thought was, the de- was, was Death Racer. Um, but instead of being a version of, of um, Barry Allen himself, mm-hmm. um, who had continuously tried to change um, outcomes of reality. We see yeah. his, we see his um, alternate reality one trying to do the same thing, but doesn't get to that extent. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was okay. Um, I like that they used Kara L instead of uh, instead of um, Clark Kent mm-hmm. because it showed that you know in a different reality that things aren't going to change like that. Yeah. Um, I really liked. Um, Michael Keaton's Batman. Michael Keaton for me is, is the best Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to see him in updated, updated suits. Um, you know, updated abilities as well. So his his skills have been brought up to, um, to I guess twenty twenty three levels. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 with that, you know, you see how agile he is. Him as Batman, I think. I think he's a better Batman than, than Christian Bale's one. I'm not going to lie. If those two Batman were together, I think Michael Keaton's one will come out on top. <laughs> anyway, um, I did. I did like. I did like that aspect of it. Also, it was a bit of a continuation from the Michael Keaton Batman, which and he said that you know there's no more crime in Gotham, so he's just been chilling in his in his uh, mansion doing he, whatever. He's done his job. Um, he's exactly. He's done his job, which is quite nice to see actually, because it looks like Batman never does never finishes his. There's always something else to do. Mm. Um, 
I I like Barry Allen as Barry Allen, but not as the Flash. Okay. Um, Barry Allen being being quirky, um, of course, because you know he's had to go most of his life alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that he that his, the tour not having both pairs around that you can see the tour or, or what the, the the tour sat on him with his pairs not being around. Um, how socially awkward he is. Um, at the same time, juggling being the Flash um, and him as the Flash. I don't like the way he runs. I absolutely hate it. I don't like the CGI when it comes to him as the Flash. I think it's horrible. Um, I would have preferred to see Barry Allen from a TV show and the way he runs because at least with that, it's a bit more realistic and easy on the eyes to say. Um, the running is just atrocious in it, mm-hmm. so I didn't appreciate it for that. Every time I saw him run, I thought to myself, why am I why am I poisoning myself, ruining my eyes <laughs> with, 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 with crappy... With crappy animations, crappy um, running stances, and all that stuff—just it just irks me the wrong way. Um, I think they even take the piss out of it when um, he loses his powers. He's running around in the in the police station, and you can see just how floppy he is. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty funny there too. Um, you know, but there's some aspects I did like. I did like the fact that the alternative Barry kept trying to rewind time in order to change his 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 fate. Yeah. Um, or the fate of the people around him. Um, there, was a, there was an important lesson to be learned there. There's something that Barry Allen had to learn himself, which was that he can't just run back in time and change things. Um, yeah. You know, they always have consequences around him. So I think that's, that's the main key takeaway from being um, being the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did like was seeing the altered versions of Superman and Flash. So we saw Jay Garrett there. Yeah. Um, we saw another alternate version of of the Flash. I can't remember which Flash it was, and then we see the uh, the multitude of Supermen. Um, there's the uh, I don't know what's his name. Is it something? Christopher 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 Walken. I'm not Christopher Walken. Walken. Yeah. Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Christopher Walken. Dang. <laughs> Christopher Reeves. <laughs> Duh. All right, yeah. So see, because he goes for Reeves's um, Superman, which I, you know, I, I thought that was so cool. Um, you see, um, um, Nicholas Cage's Superman because the word the word talks for him to become Superman. So I thought it was cool just to see, even though it was crappy CGI, just seeing him as um, as Superman. I thought it was cool. Mm. Um, you got, you got, you you see the Nicholas Cage Superman as well. Yeah, I thought I thought I, thought I said Nicholas Sorry. Cage. Who did I say? Who did I just say? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just late. <laughs> yeah. Um, you saw. Uh, I'm sure the other Superman that you saw again. I thought I thought it was cool to see the, the various the various ones that were out there. Um, again, when it came to the like those worlds colliding or those alter realities colliding, it felt weird because I didn't know whether that was showing. Um, like the entire multiverse is out there with all with all these different um, outcomes, or whether those were things like um, what DC universe have introduced to us now is that there are different forces. So you have the speed force, but you have things like the strength force. You have like other forces out there, stuff like that. So with all those colors, I was just it just felt weird that they represented different universes in that aspect. But again, I guess they were trying to show how multiverses exist outside of say Their Marvel. Yeah, yeah. But but DC already has has had that. <laughs> so 
they could have just used they could have just used it to take it out straight from the comics and just die that way, but I guess not. Yeah, I, guess, um, I guess they don't want to be labeled. Oh, they don't want to be labeled as copycats, isn't it? Yeah, but my, but if if yeah, maybe. But it's just a draw. Either way, either way, I think it could have been done uh, a lot better than what they showed us. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say a half chicken. No, actually, do you know? What? No, I'm going to change to a quarter chicken. I, I'm officially giving it a quarter chicken. Um, I mean, the the fight scenes that were there, they were okay. Um, the way Kara L moved compared to what we see Superman move in Man of Steel was 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 slower. Um, I don't think that was because she's um, new to being Superwoman. I actually I generally think it's because they've they had maybe a stylistic change in um, how they were showing those fights. And again, that rubbed me the wrong way because I didn't feel like it was kinetic enough with some of the hits that she did, mm. or she was quick enough with some of the things that she did as as um, as Clark Kent would have been. Um, so yeah, I give her a quarter chicken, but I mean, you know, I, I did like the Easter eggs there. I do like seeing Michael Keaton there as as Batman. I th- again, I think I think it was really cool. Um, I do like Cara L's, um, um portrayal. Yeah, I think because again, they moved away from being blonde to being dark haired, so that just shows that's an alternate reality mm-hmm. reality um, Cara L anyway. Yeah, um, her suit was sick though. I do, I do like her suit. I, I think her suit was cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think they need to put. I think they need to set aside this flash, bring in a new flash, bring in better, better um, special effects, bring in someone who can actually run properly, um, and you know just 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 a better story um, in, in in around DC around DC um, the DC EU in general. Um, and I think that will help revive the mess that it's been it's been left in. That's that's my honest take on it. Right. Well, well, is there anything else you've watched, or we're we gonna call it a night? Well, let's see what else I've watched because I have uh, only only a few more. Um, so I saw the. Well, you know, I want um, I want to I want to talk about the blackening because uh, we'll save that for next time. Yeah, I wasn't um, able to get that watched, so hopefully I'll watch that tomorrow, and then we can talk about it on the next recording. Okay. So, did we mention Joyride um, last recording? No, we didn't. And I didn't even see it. I don't think that, that was anything on my list. So, yeah, you tell me about Joyride. All right. So, Joyride stars four friends who um, are basically out to try and help their friend find her birth mom. Mm-hmm. So, she's an orphan who um, grew up, who was adopted by a white family. Um, so, she knows nothing about um, about her, her where, she, where she's from, her culture, this, that, and the other. Uh, because she was born in China, the family assumes that she's Chinese, mm-hmm. but throughout her journey, they realize that actually she is Korean. So again, yeah. that was, that was, that was so, super funny. Um, because Wait, is this the one know, where, where like the new family comes over? She's like, oh, we would really like my daughter to play with you. And then the kid's racist and she punches him in the face. Yeah, that's the one. That's okay, the one. I see the trailer for so, that. I was like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so Ashley Park plays Audrey Sullivan. You have Stephanie Su, who plays Kat Huang. Um, Sherry Kola, um, played by, uh, who plays Lolo. Um, you also have Sabrina Wu, who plays Deadeye. Um, so, I, again, I thought, I thought it was funny just um, 
I mean, the film had it had its funny moments and sometimes just dumb moments. Mm. Um, what I liked about it, it was four friends going out to try and help help their friend, um, you know, sort of connect reconnect to her past. Um, it was a touchy story about friendships, about how, um, you know, f- even friends who are look like the most dysfunctional group actually do remain uh, can remain good friends to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they all have their own personalities um their own accomplishments um you have folks for, for, for example you have um lolo who's played by sherry cola who is just that the horniest woman i've ever seen on tv yeah. um she she's a great artist but she draws nothing but 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 vagina pictures um everything has an innuendo in it no matter what it is you have um, Sabrina Wu, who plays Deadeye, who is um, socially awkward. She likes K-pop, um, but she's seen as, um, you know, because because I guess she's not as attractive as, as others. She's sort of seen as the black sheep of the family um, and sort of has, and there's a lot of pressure put on her to, to you know, do well, this, that, and the other. Um which is what we've been experienced in um, both African culture and um, I've seen in Asian cultures as well. So there's that. Um, uh, you have Stephanie Su, Kat Huang, who is um, uh, an actress, mm-hmm. but she also she also has a very dark past. Well, I said, no, it's not a dark past, but it's a promiscuous past. Okay. Um, you know, where... Um, uh, the story is that she's had a lot, a lot of sexual partners and she's finally found the love of her life. And it's funny because um, she's, she has a, a tattoo of a demon on a crotch. <laughs> oh, and and, and uh, throughout the film, at some point in the film, it gets revealed and hilarity ensues. Um, it's got some funny bits in there. It honestly does. It's got bits in there that I think are a bit meh. Overall, it's a decent watch. Um, I give it. I give it a half chicken. Okay. Um, so um, I, 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 yeah. thought, I thought you were about to give it like a, a free piece or a whole chicken. I was like, oh man, I've got to watch this now. But you know what? Originally, originally I was going to give it a three piece, but I think because I've thinking about it, I've seen, I've sort, I've sort of remembered a few things about it. So I say half chicken, but I still recommend um, people go out there and watch it. Right. I, um, I, I, I might give this a go if I get some time. Yeah, it, it has good laughs for sure. It definitely has a good laughs there in there. Um, so yeah, there's that one. Uh, did we watch? Did we go over Barbie, uh, the Barbie film? Yeah, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So I ah, so I've finally seen the Barbie film. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I get. You know, I give it a three piece. Mm-hmm. I give it a three piece. I understand why it's polarizing. Um, I think it's polarizing because. Um, in a way, it sort of critiques everyone. That's why I think it's polarizing. Um, I'll give an example. It talks about um, misogyny from guys um, and you know, patri- and patriarchy. Um, when Barbie first comes to the real world, uh, you have guys that are catcalling her. And there's a guy who ends up smacking her on the ass, um, and you know, also calls out men. But at the same time, guys look at it and go, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's not to say that it's not all guys do that, but I think sometimes we hop, you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy who is that brave enough in the middle of everyone to walk up to a girl and smack her on the ass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
and it's because it was so blatant flagrant I think it rubbed people the wrong way because mm. um, hardly any guys actually do that if, yeah. if, if, if that makes sense um, or at least in a crowded environment that will open and, and that public um, I, I, I will say I, I would say it doesn't happen but I'd say that the chance of it happening in something that's a public place like that is it's yeah. I, 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 do you know? And, it, I, and yeah, it's, it's not as uh, yeah. Basically, be hard pressed to find. I think we'd be, we'd be less likely to find someone doing that than in in a club or somewhere that's a bit more private. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think obviously, like, we have to add the caveat because we're men and we don't experience that. Like, we're not, you know, shit. We're not saying that it doesn't happen, in it. But the way they made it out so flagrant, I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but in the same sense, it also calls out, I guess, some. Uh, I, it's, not, it's not really feminism in a way, but it does call out women as well for certain things. For example, um, it, it, towards the end, it talks about women who basically how how women treat men in a sense so you know when ken builds his ken land instead of barbie land whatever the case is right or destroys barbie land um they talk about you know laughing at the guy's jokes making the guy entertained this that and the other um basically try and massage massage the guy's ego and this that and the other and again i thought to myself that well if if women are out there purposefully massaging men's egos and trying to play the damsel and the stress and things like that. I mean, I, I mean, I said for me personally, it irks me the wrong way because it's sort of infantilizing me or feeding into some sort of ego that I don't have. Mm. But that's just me personally. I'm sure the guys out there who do feed off of that and do feed off yeah. of them being the, the I guess, Same, the, yeah. the macho man and and the person to go and save a damsel in distress, whatever the case is. But um, it, it did make me think that the way... Um, Men and women treat each other in society does need to change in a sense of don't if don't it's not infantilizing but don't feed people's egos. So if you don't find something funny or whatever the case is, right? Like a guy tried to woo you and you know you're playing this sort of uh, ditzy person. Like don't do that. Just be yourself. Be like mm. I don't like that. Just be yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because then there's less there's less um, miscommunication um, that's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, and with guys as well, I mean. Of course, you have to realize that women aren't always—not always—but there's a, there's a way of there's a, there's a way of talking to people, right? And I, I say just treat women like 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 people. Um, obviously, in society, we, we clearly have gender roles of this, that, and the other. But um, what I am trying to say is that treat people like how you want to be treated. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I do expect to go up to a girl and tap her on the ass, whatever the case is, right? Especially if I don't, if I don't, if I know them, then fair enough, and that's our thing, fair enough. But if it's someone I don't know, I'm not gonna do that. Right? In that same sense, um, don't, yeah, don't do that to 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 women. Do you know what I mean? If you don't, if you don't expect to be approached in that way, don't don't approach a woman in that way, and this this that and the other. Um, so it calls it calls out both sides, and there's a lot more details I could get into, but um, we'll be here forever. But what I will say is that I did enjoy it. Um, like I said, it, 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 it calls out it calls out both sides, which I like. I, I like equal. I like equality in in, 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 in in when it comes when it comes to that as well. I, I say when it comes to any comedian, anything like that, anyone could get it. So 
if there's a film there that says you can get it, you can get it, anyone can get it, like Oprah, then that's perfect. I think this film did that. This this film did that very very well. Um, I like Barbie's growth. Um, I think this was just um, this Barbie or uh, um, Margot Robbie's version of Barbie was um, the oh, what's I'm looking for? Like the generic Barbie. Yeah. If that's I mean, yeah. So. Um, you what know, did you not always? Go on. I was gonna say, was you not Beach Barbie? But no, that was Ken. Ken was like Beach Ken. Yeah, Ken was Beach Ben. Um, but this Barbie, no, she she was like the normal, like just like the, like I said, generic Barbie. So she didn't, it wasn't like she was um, um, Doctor Barbie or or um, or you know air, pilot pilot Barbie or whatever. It was just like a generic version of herself. Mm-hmm. So I like that she does. She does gain. Um, a bit more self-awareness um, because it's often portrayed that or she portrays herself to be or she portrays that Barbies are in fact um, this empowering um, doll is there for everyone look how accomplished um, Barbie is you know she's a doctor she's a lawyer she's she's just that never blah blah she's putting women in a positive light mm. and um, obviously the, the the kid that's there says actually no you set us back years you just you're just you know what I mean? You objectify women um, with with your um, what's it called? Unrealistic body standards and this, that, and the other. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, cool. I can definitely see that. Um, and this, that, and the other. But I like I like Barbie's growth because she learns that you know what it is to be herself rather than this sort of made up thing or what she portrays herself to be. If that makes sense. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, you see how obviously Ken's being treated as well. And the other, the other reason why it's matters because like, like I said, when Ken's the way Ken's are being treated, right? Um, there's there's a there's a bit in there that says if Barbie's not looking at Ken, Ken is basically invisible, yeah. right? I think I'll say to the fact that when you look at that may be the same to that as how women feel, as if men aren't looking at women, women feel invisible. I think that's the that's the the contrast I was trying to show. Whatever the case is, as, as I think it was a dig at patriarchy as well, right? And so because Ken felt out of place, he thought, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna um do something to make myself feel more um more important, more more sort of like seen by Barbie. So he went to the Barbie land. It's not fair for me to say that's what feminism is or also suffragette movement and stuff like that. But I think in a small vein, it was like that where women weren't seen. So obviously women protested this is this to be seen. And then obviously equality came about more so in um, during World War II than anything. But still, women slowly gained equality, right? Um, and that's how I think Ken kind of is in, in some sort of weird way. Again, I'll need to talk to someone. Uh, we'll need to have a conversation. Um, definitely, like you said last recording with a woman to yeah, sort of yeah. get my ideas out there, see how they feel again. Yeah, this woman's not, this, this person's not going to be like the arbitrator for all women, but at least just to get a female's perspective I, of I, it for, I, I, for sure. It's a, shame, it's a shame that I don't have a set that Del could have jumped in because um, she actually went and saw the movie today and we could have all got right. her thoughts and opinions on it as well. Ah, uh, some recording person. Then yeah, we can we can not have that, that conversation about Barbie. Yeah, good. So, um, 
moving on from Barbie before I again I go down another another long ass spiel. Um, I've seen Teenage Kraken. Have you had a chance to watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reviewed that a couple of weeks ago. Again, see, this is what happens when I don't review stuff at the same time as you, <laughs> right? So, I enjoyed I enjoyed Teenage Kraken. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, I like the fact that Krakens, because obviously in in, in real in um, real life, Krakens are portrayed as you know um, evil. What what are they called? Are they cephalopods? Cephalopods. Oh, I have no idea. That's above my pay grade. <laughs> You're using Let's... big boy words. <laughs> oh, us is it? Or is it mollusks? Anyway, um, I think it's mollusks. All right. Any, regardless, 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 they are they are tentacled creatures that are so big that they could take down whales. Um, they destroy ships. Um, I'm sure they eat humans and that as well. But in this case, again, it's a kids film. Yeah. Um, they are seen as protectors, and I really like that. It's just a, just a, a change on how we see uh, kraken mm-hmm. or krakens, however, however the plural is. So, um, and, according to Wikipedia. A kraken is a cephalopod. Oh, it's a cephalopod. Haha. Again, that's if I'm... Yeah. Kraken's unconfirmed cephalopod. So, yeah, cephalopods. Okay, cool. Perfect. So, um, they also change about a bit with mermaids. Mermaids are seen as, you know, I guess, like, if we see things like the little mermaid and stuff like that, people take them to be, um, um, you know, beautiful half uh, half fish from the waist down, half human from the waist up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but in this case, they are portrayed as you know evil um, out there to sort of destroy mankind and this, that, and the other. Which actually is not far off from how some people portrayed um, mermaids to be, as in or sirens. Anyway, sirens yeah. I think were a form of uh, mermaid, which would um, with this with their singer voice it would lure. lure um, sailors to rocks and stuff and have the have the ships crash i guess they got some sort of kick out of it but hey that's 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 mythologies for you um so yeah it was just very very light-hearted it was sort of like a coming of age film because um the main character um i'll find out her name in a bit she 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 was basically sort of like um, a social outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, she had her four friends with her, but she, not not social outcast, but socially awkward. Yeah, um, she they, they, had. They, uh, they were like the the, the nerds. You know what I mean? The geeky. Yeah, nerds. exactly, exactly. Um, so Ruby Gilman, that's the name. So um, Ruby having you know blue skin and stuff like that, which people did talk about. Um, she'd say, you know, she's Canadian and people would be like, oh, you're Canadian. Okay, cool. Never mind. You see, <laughs> apparently Canadians are just weird, yeah. or, or weird cousins of Americans, however Americans view them. Mm. But um, that's what she, that's what, um, that's how she sort of explained away her her, her blue skin. Yeah. Um, you know, she has, like I said, friends are nerdy. Um, one of her friends was just like nerdy gamer guy. Um you had Lisa Koshi who played Margot, who again was a nerdy Indian chick. Um, Chelsea played by Annie Murphy was um, like a like a, a gothic chick as well. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm escaping the other guys. The, there's, a, there's a character's name that's escaping me. But if 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 you see the package, he was the guy whose dick got cut off. Um, I can't remember his name for life for me. It's annoying me now. But he got his um, dick cut off. What? Is there? Have you not seen? Have you not seen the film, the package? 
Oh no, I don't think I've seen the film on the package. I thought you took oh, took you out okay. killing teenage crack and I was like, where did someone's dick get cut off? Yeah. Ask his name. Eduardo Franco. Eduardo Franco playing playing Trevin. Okay. That's his name, yeah. Watch watch the package. It's absolutely hilarious. That is a that is a three piece there. Okay. Um so um, all right, so Ruby doesn't know much of what it is to be a Kraken. In fact, she doesn't realize she's a Kraken. Um, she's just told that she can't go near water or seawater. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, bad things will happen to her. That kind of thing. It's a mum who is fully aware of who she is, what they are. Mm-hmm. That is sort of trying to protect her daughter, uh, trying to just pave a way, uh, pave a new way of living for her daughter. Um, but along the way, um, she meets him. Um, was it? She falls in love with a guy. Um, ends up falling into the ocean instead of drowning she realizes that her her her, her skin glows um, you know she she could grow into this huge giant kraken um, so the parents explain to her like like it's puberty for her almost so like you know there's, there's times that you'll, 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 you'll change things you'll, you'll be glowing um you become bigger, that's kind of thing, X, Y, and Z. Um, so, yeah, I took it as just a coming, a coming of age film. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout the film, he realizes that the popular chick um, ends up being the um, the popular chip, chick, who's, I think her name is Agatha, ends up being the um, the, mer- the mermaid, um, you know, mermaid from, from years ago. 15 years ago yeah. who is out to um sort of reclaim her throne and this that and the other um but like i said along the way ruby ruby you know, meets meets her grandmama who is the queen of the queen of the seas um gets to you know work on her powers understand what her what her abilities are um you know after bash her heads of her mom comes to understand what her mom was trying to do for her and this that and the other so in a way it's just like it's and you know finally acceptance from the community because they now know that she's a kraken but actually she's just ruby gilman who ends up protecting the their their beach area mm-hmm. from from other threats so like i said it's a nice fun coming of age film yeah. um it's got it's got good takeaways from from for everyone um, so yeah, I give that a three piece. No, that's good, man. I I, I want to say I gave it a three piece as well. And considering like it it was one of those movies that had been advertised for time, for ages. And then yeah, it finally yeah. came. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I really got to see this. Like, I like it felt like a different kind of kids movie in it. Again, like mm. you said, the villain was actually the good guy, and then the, what we normally see as like the good character was the villain. And I thought, I thought it was just nice, innit? Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. So um, there was one more film that I was going I was going to review. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Wait, you've not reviewed that yet? I don't think I uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, I genuinely haven't. Man, that's been up for ages. I know, I know. Wait, uh, so, so who, all this time was just was just catch up. Who did I review that with? I'm sure it was me, but I told you I hadn't seen it. Oh, I'm sure I said to you I hadn't seen it. That's insane. I thought you'd seen it. I know, it. I know. Oh, no, 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 no. I, oh, that man. one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians. What do you think of Guardians? Wow, fuck it out. <laughs> I know, bro. I, I'm super late to the party. Um, It was all right. Guardians was all right. Um, I give it I give it a, a, a three piece. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Again, I mean, what I like about it is that it showed um, Rocket Raccoon's past. So I really like Rocket Raccoon's. Do you know what? Maybe I had, we did already review it. No, I don't remember. I don't remember it then if we reviewed it anyway. Um, I'm pretty sure we reviewed yeah. it. With, I reviewed it with you because it was a big boy movie. Yeah, but I don't think I watched it at the time. Oh, that's I can't insane. Remember. I might actually have to go back and listen to that episode. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't because I remember you mentioned you mentioned the... Um, the oh what's his name high evolutionary and stuff yeah i hadn't watched it i hadn't watched it no yeah so it was nice to explore rocket raccoon's past you know how he was created um the friends he had with him that were all experiments and stuff like that um you know we had the high evolutionary there um i think he ended up part of the, he ended up dying i don't like how uh, marvel kills off its main it's 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 one of biggest villains because um high evolutionary is someone that um you know is is some marvel comics um some some marvel stories he's actually responsible for creating wolverine evolving uh, wolverine from from literally a wolverine and then him become evolved to becoming more humanoid um or human so there's that there's, there's that um same with Sabretooth. he he had similar experiments with Sabretooth, which is why Sabretooth is the way he is now too um but yeah they keep killing off the the, the, the biggest villains and it sucks um it but does, we also see um suck. yeah exactly. but we also see um uh when um sort of having a hard time get to know Gamora again because of course Gamora's lost all her memories from um from before when they when they met up and everything like that. Um you know you you see um people like Drax, uh Prey Mantis who again are playing I think more significant roles than in the past for sure. Um and again that's that's good to see especially Drax the Destroyer because again he's someone who's supposed to be on par in terms of strength with Thanos and they did him dirty in the in the MCU um but overall the story was good because like I say it explains Rocket Raccoon's past um it tries to get together um or tries to help Peter Quinn move forward Peter Quill move I was just I was just about to correct you and I was like mm, let me not be that guy but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no I correct myself but yeah uh, it helps Peter Quill move forward with um, with the loss of Gamora even though she's there it's not the Gamora he remembers um, of course she's now um, uh, was it what's it called not, not Space Pirate what, what was what were they called again Ravagers she's, she's now joined up with Ravagers, Ravagers. Ravagers. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also she's tried to find her own her own way after um after Thousand's death as well. So mm. yeah, all of that was pretty cool to see. Um like I say I, gi- I give it a three piece. Okay. Um but I want to see more serious story- storytelling with Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Mm-hmm. I, I understand they've they've established they've they've established themselves as uh, as sort of like the joke team. Um but I would like to see a bit, a bit, a bit more deeper mm. um, films, films from them. They, they, um, don't you think they kind of wasted, um, not Booster Gold, but um, what's the name of that gold guy? Oh, um, the high, not high Adam, 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 Adam Warlock. Warlock. Yeah, don't you think it was a bit of a waste in this? Yeah, he, he most, de- yeah, they most definitely wasted him. Adam Warlock is one of the most powerful MCU characters and they just made him out to be a fart. Um, I don't know. I do not appreciate what they did to Adam Warlock there. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he is, he is like literally, as like, there's Adam Warlock, there's the Sentry, who are like the supermen of, um, of the MCU. And yes, you saw, you saw his abilities and this, that, and the other, but he, they treat him like such a child that it, all, it, it definitely took away from their character. Mm. And I don't know what's going to take MCU to stop butchering its characters, but <laughs> they need to stop that. They, they, they actually need to stop that. Um, yeah. You know, give us characters like the comics. That's why we like them in the first place. You start changing things about them and this and the other, people are not going to appreciate it. Mm. I think the only thing going for Marvel is that they're still riding on all the stuff they've done in the past because people are watching Marvel now if they haven't seen all the new ones. Yeah. I don't think they might... I mean, again, it depends how how involved in the comics that... that I mean, um, it... It does, it does depend on how involved they've been in the comics and those lines of storytelling, but at the same time, I think... You know, they they do need to change the storytelling a bit, just just to make it more engaging, and definitely not do the stupid thing of keep killing your main villains because yeah. we, what villains are going to have left afterwards? Do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, um, def- definitely a three piece. The action was good. The storytelling was good. Um, Drax and Parasites, we, we saw more of them. Um, how they went from, especially Parasite, how she how she went from being this uh, cute. Though she's still cute, but more um, toned down, more reserved character to being someone who can actually tell Drax to shut the hell up and Drax will shut the hell up. Um, I was going to say, you kept on saying Parasite, you meant Mantis. Mantis, Prentice, because do you know what? Because I had, <laughs> I had, praying, I had praying Mantis in my head, but it ended up turning into into, into that. So okay. it allow me. I was get, yeah, it's getting late. <laughs> it's getting late. Sorry, people. Yeah, you can butcher me later in in, in the comments. Listen, listen, I, I was I had a drink earlier as well. So boy. Oh boy! All right then. Mm. Um. So yeah, do you know, before before I make any more mistakes, um, that's that's it for me. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, three peaceful guys of the galaxy. Um. Next time, Nana, we'll talk about Fast Ten because I sh- I managed to to watch that. Oh um, yeah, I have a bit to say about Fast Ten. Um, and uh, Vacation Friends Two as well is is on this on the list. I uh, I am going to, to try and watch the Blackening and the Package because I think that's an older movie, so it's going to be like maybe an hour and a half. Um, but. I'm gonna try and get us to record maybe Sunday afternoon if schedules align, but only if we both get One Piece watched. Yeah. So if we don't get both one, but if both of us don't at the very least get One Piece watched from Netflix that dropped uh, today, then we will delay the record until we've both watched One Piece. Because I want us to review that together. Because I I think you're up to date in the anime, right? again you think i think you're up to date in anime oh yeah i am i am okay um the, so this uh, sunday just gone there was no 10 7 uh 10 7 4 episode 10 7 4 mm-hmm. but yeah up to date on 10 7 3 um yeah it's, so, it's, it's it's still the fight between kaido and uh luffy in gear 5 so that's sick right so cool well again i want to we're gonna i'm gonna try and see if i can get Micah and marvin on that episode to give their thoughts as they're also big one piece watchers all right um, yeah thanks as always for joining me uh for those that have made it all the way to the end um couple of mistakes here and there a couple of uh confusions of characters and situations but i apologize I, guys i am no, so no, no. sorry I, I i did i had my a fair few of mistakes and stuff as well um 
I hope you've enjoyed. If you made it to the ending, you clearly have enjoyed. Um, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, ideally five stars. Helps with visibility, helps with people finding the podcast. Uh, leave us reviews. Uh, send us any comments and suggestions. Um, one thing that I will, I'm going to ask for is, um, as long as it's not like One Piece or Naruto or Bleach, um, give us an anime recommendation that we should both watch and uh, we give, in a sense, the blur to Ross treatment. So, you know. Please do, but chances are I've already watched it. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's something we've already seen, we can maybe watch it again. But, like, again, don't give us something epic that's going to take us like five years to watch here. Yeah? Anything that's maybe like one or two seasons long maximum, me and mine will try and watch it over a couple of a couple of weeks and then come back and give you the Bloods or Us um, revision, revision, revisionist history kind of thing, especially if it's an mm. anime that we've already watched. Um, so yeah. Oh, again, it'll be better if it's an anime we haven't watched or maybe I've watched it and you haven't watched it. Uh, so we can have a discussion on that. But yeah, I would like to hear from a listener one of the animes that you like for us to give the blood or us treatment so yes that is a, a challenge to you all i look forward to hearing what that anime is and if there's multiple i might make a list and that might be something that we do like once a month until the end of the year um just to do something a little bit different i guess um because obviously anime is like popping right now like that new is it slam dunk is in cinema right now i don't know if i'm gonna get a chance oh to see it. slam dunk yeah i've been meaning to watch the, i've been to read the manga for it as well so i'm gonna yeah. try and see it tomorrow in the cinema since again like i do try and support when they got anim- anime in the big screen but obviously it's one that i've like got no familiarity with i've never watched the episode um but yeah could be fun um mm-hmm. so yeah mine again thank you as always for joining me and without further ado say bye to the people Bye everyone, catch you next time and apologies for all those mistakes. I'll do better next time. (laughs) So good, so good. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Bye bye now.